yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Welcome. We welcome you with open palms, with open, pasty, sometimes sweaty palms. It's hotter than a motherfucker out here, dude. Texas be cooking and pasty boys be cooking in the sun. Uh, if you are, why is my computer doing this? Okay, never mind. That was weird. Yeah. Um, if you are a returning listener, if you listen to this podcast every week, I have a favor to ask for you. And I never ask for favors, dude. I just give everything away for free. Um, go tell somebody. Go tell somebody about the podcast right now. Pause it and then just text your best friend right now and just say, hey, you should listen to this. You're paying it forward. You're putting out energy in the world. You're doing a good thing. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, it's becoming harder and harder to do this podcast because um, I am finding enlightenment, okay? And I know how that sounds, but I'm about to sound like a real crazy person, dude. I'm about to sound like a real crazy person because um, because I'm not stupid. I know how things sound. I know when somebody sounds like a nut job, but also there's things we just don't understand, it's like if you, I think I've talked about this before, but if you stare at somebody long enough, they know you're looking at them. So there's energies, there's things going on that we don't understand. And I truly, truly believe that our subconscious is what plugs us in to like what is godly, what we think of as God, you know, uh, as like the higher power. And it's like the algorithms, you know, you know, if you go on TikTok, if you do one thing, it'll start showing you. It's like how the algorithms work in AI. I think AI... And uh, it's just kind of a reflection how how we're living in a simulation. You know what I mean? And I think our human subconscious is how we control our own algorithms. So what we put into our subconscious, that's what connects us to the human algorithm, which equals God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not completely sold yet on um, on the idea of, you know, like the traditional uh, Christian religion or you know, especially anything outside of that. But um, I've been having some weird experiences, dude. And I know how this sounds, bro. I know how this sounds. No, this is not going to turn into some Bible-thumping podcast, okay? I'm not saying that at all. But I've been taking a great interest in uh, just the idea of God itself and godly people because I keep having... It's like I said, the more I pay attention to it, the more I see it and the more I experience it, the more I feel it. And uh, it's wild, dude. I met this, I met this kind of like, I thought she was kind of a hippie chick, but she was sitting to sit down for me at a bar called Little Darlin'. And uh, she made a remark to me about how uh, she could tell I was a godly person. She could feel God working through me. And that kind of sparked a lot of weird shit because then uh, somebody else told me that online. Actually, like shortly after that, another girl who's like a content creator uh, reached out and she said something online. It's like, no, like you can tell God is working through you. And what I think that is, is that, like I said, my subconscious is plugged into the algorithm, dude. I'm in tune with the world. I'm feeding my subconscious this shit, dude. And um, guess what? Uh, well, let me, let me keep going a little bit before I say the arrogant thing. And so I started paying attention. And so this thought like this, you know, God working through people, I started paying attention. And I started noticing all the people coming into my life. You know, so I see somebody's wearing a, wearing a cross chain or have, I'm, I'm, I just, I, I notice the things. I notice the people that are important to me that are coming into my life. They're, they are godly people. And, um, 
How do I explain this, dude? I sound like a nut job. I know I sound crazy, dude. There's somebody that's even way, way, way crazier. It's gone way off the deep end. They're probably, you know, sitting at home, like speaking in tongues and shit like that. They're like, yes, come to us. But no. Um, and then a video popped up and I've never, I've never, ever, ever watched any sort of like religious video on YouTube. But this, this video popped up. It's like this, this black dude with dreadlocks. And uh, the, the title of the video was like, um, how you know you are being chosen. And it's like, what the fuck is this? And so I click on the video and this guy, he started talking about everything going on in my life. It was the weirdest thing. I don't, I don't know what part of the algorithm within the computer made this video pop up. Because like I said, I've never, I've never even searched the word. I, I don't think, I don't think I've ever even like Googled anything about nothing would have prompted this fucking video to pop up and I'm watching it and he's got these seven things he's talking about. One of them, uh, I don't want to go through the list, but um, your boy's been chosen, dude. Straight up. Your boy's been chosen and uh, therefore you can't defeat me. You can't take me down. You can't make me feel bad. It's like a stoicism on crack, dude. I'm a whole I'm a whole new person, dude. Like I, I see the thing, bro, I'm based as fuck. Like if I've studied stoicism so deep to where I don't let anything affect me that's without, that's outside of my control and my subconscious is trained to the point where I'm tuned in with fucking God and the universe is working through me. So the things I'm telling you is the fucking universe coming through me because I've closed off my mind to all this other bullshit. Like I don't even have interest in, in worldly things. I don't even... I literally have zero interest in, uh, I'm not going to turn into some fucking monk that sits there and, you know, with a straw hat or something like that. But uh, all my FOMO, all my fears of like missing out on anything, all these like human emotions of jealousy and greed and envy and all this shit, it's completely escaped me. And I feel like I'm on the the, the other side of like being in tune with the world and like consciousness and things that, that matter and actually make you happy. And it's like, I know even when I'm walking down the street, right? A lot of times I'd be looking in the ground and I'd be living within myself, within my body. Like I would feel the energy within myself and I'd be looking at the ground. I'd be in my head. Now I kind of walk. I feel the energy spectrum, like up here, like above my head. I'm, I'm like looking up into the trees. And I'm like looking into the skies and I'm watching the airplane fly over me. And I'm, I'm looking more, it's like I'm paying attention to the things that are above me versus looking at the ground and um, worrying about stuff, dude. And just that little thing, like energy is real, dude. That's why like music, for instance, think about music. You can't see music, but music has an emotional and spiritual effect on you. That's why, that's why when you go to the club, uh, you hear the 808s kicking in like the 120 hertz area. Um, like a, Yeah, like, a, like an 808, like a kick... A bass, bass lives between, you know, like 50 and 300 hertz, I believe. And so you hear that deep 808 kicking. And so if you think of it like your body, right? The higher frequency of sound, it, like, it rings in your ears, right? It hurts you in your head. And then when you get like a good song, like a good hip hop song where the kick drum's just kicking, that shit's hitting you in the chest, right? Then when you go to the club and they want to play sexual music to get you aroused, 
they're playing in the frequency that's fucking with like your genitals, dude. I know it sounds funny, but just go to the club and pay attention to the bass frequencies. It's like vibrating in your genitals and it's making people sexual and shit like that. That's why when you go listen to like a church choir, for instance, there's no low end. It's all like high up here. So if you're out in the world and you're tuning into, you know, lower, darker frequencies, that's what you're going to resonate at. And I'm not hating on bass, okay? But when you're living up here, you're more in tuned with like lightness and like higher potential and shit like that, dude. So uh, your boy's chosen, bro. The universe is working through me, man. I'm going to be like Kevin Gates when he said he put the that little, I do that little thing. I do this thing I do. You said where Kevin Gates claimed that he started a car with his hands. Um, but yeah, bro, like the other night, uh, it was the 4th of July. And I felt the urge like, oh, I should be doing something. I should be doing something. And the, But I didn't. That's what I thought I was supposed to feel. But I didn't feel like that because I was so occupied with writing my book because my subconscious is so locked into where it's telling me nothing else matters. Just get this book done. Like, this is your purpose. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And I can envision everything that's going to happen after. Um, and I'm not even expecting any like success from the book. I just want the feeling of having it done. But uh, so on the fourth, and when the fourth came around, because I got... My buddy Mark and I just went and got uh, obliterated. That's the first time I've drank in like... The only time I ever drank is when I go out boating now. But uh, we just got fucking destroyed. And this dude's a professional chef and he was like making steaks and shit. And it was just a real fun night. And then so the next day I was just pooped and I didn't want to do anything. So I went out. I did some sets. I went and did some stand-up. And I just came home and I wrote my book and I meditated and I went to bed. I woke up the next day and I kept working on my book. I didn't have to deal with all the hangover shit again. And um, I felt in no way, in no way, shape, or form that I feel any way left out because I wasn't doing anything on the 4th of July because I'm a goddamn American every day, dude. I don't need the 4th of July to go out and celebrate this being in the greatest country in the world, bro. I don't need it. But I went and did stand-up and... Uh, I don't know why, like I don't even like doing stand-up, but I keep going and doing stand-up because I don't know if I just get bored. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where like I've had friends growing up. Uh, fun fact about your boys that I was a rapper growing up. Uh, but So I had friends growing up where I was so driven in the rap game and it just never worked. And they're the people who were just so good where I was dragging them into it because they were so good at it. But that's how I kind of feel in the comedy world where I somehow just kind of get drug into it because I have a natural inclination for it. But reality, in reality, I want to live in like the self-help space. And, um, well, I don't know. I want to, I want to like combine, I want to combine stoicism and humor. That's my whole brand. So if anybody bites it, they can suck my balls because I thought of it first. Everybody's always stealing my shit anyways, but you can try to steal my shit. I don't care, dude. There's enough room for everybody in anything, honestly. You got to have that abundance mindset, dude. You always got to think that there's more of everything and everything will always come. There's going to be coming on stuff. But uh, stand up, man. I just went and completely ate shit. And I did try jokes. Um, you know, I tried something new coming out the gates. And it was like, it was at this brewery. And they kind of closed off the door and had this room for the comedy. And uh, God, everybody just got up there and did a bunch of TED Talks, dude. 
I'm dying. I hate, I hate these rich progressive lefties, bro. Like have your beliefs and all, but it's like, why are you getting into comedy to give Ted talks, get on YouTube and talk about being virtuous. You know what I mean? Uh, even though I'm sitting here talking about how I've been, uh, chosen by God himself as the algorithms to run through my brain. Uh, but I feel like I'm spreading a good message and I'm telling people to book a look. Could you imagine if the United States taught stoicism instead of like critical race theory and gender studies and shit like that? There's nothing more cruel that you can possibly do to, to kids than convince them that they're some sort of victim. Besides obviously abuse. I'm not, you know, I'm not stupid, but I can't think of anything more cruel to do to people than convince them that they are slaves to their circumstances or victims or aren't able of achieving great things by just buckling down and being tough. You know, nothing good has ever came from being soft. Nothing. The only good thing in life that's soft is pussy. Besides that, you know, and you only get pussy if you like deserve it. If you earn it, you know, the way women treat you, I mean, the amount of pussy you're getting, you know how same way you make the way you make money, the amount of money that you make is a direct correlation of the problems that you're solving or the value that you're adding to people. The amount of pussy that you're getting is the amount, the direct correlation of hardships you've put yourself through to either get that money or put yourself in a situation. Basically the more self love that you allow yourself, which is only possible by going through hardships and becoming a better person, the more pussy you get. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so to be, to get to the softest things in life, you need to harden the fuck up. It's called balance, dude. But so you see all these like just soft comedians, like what the fuck are you doing being a soft comedian? That's like being a doctor that smokes. If you're a comedian and you're getting offended by jokes or you're trying to limit free speech in any way, that is like a goddamn boxer without arms, dude. The whole point of comedy is to put life into perspective, like put a mirror on the ridiculousness of life and shine it back in a funny way and be able to laugh about it and kind of reassess things and push the culture forward. Comedians have done so many great things for people by just joking about it, but then you dig into the truth of the joke. It's like when Chris Rock said that uh, nobody loves men unconditionally. People love women and dogs unconditionally, but as a man, you have to be of value. It's only what you can provide for people, which is true, you know, but fuck it. There's also a lot of benefits to being a man. You know, you're not going to get uh, treated certain ways that women get treated and, you know, you don't have to face the same danger. Like when I was a kid, I used to really fear walking down dark alleyways and stuff like that. And I feel really terrible that we live in a world where that never goes away for women or even that kids have to worry about that shit. You know, there's terrible fucking monsters out there that want to just like hurt vulnerable people. And for, uh, certain people that never goes away, you know, we got to protect them and shit like that. But by being the protectors, you got to realize like you are of no value to anybody without being a protector, without being this and that and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Am I making any sense here? How long have we been talking? 15 minutes. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I'm sick of the abortion debates already and I don't want to talk about it too much. But the one thing I do want to talk about is well, for one, I don't know. I guess I've had pregnancy scares before and that shit really freaks me out. But um, I don't agree. I don't agree with the whole Roe v. Wade thing, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I'd rather deal with that than get drafted to go fight Nazis or Japanese or some shit like that. You know what I mean? There's there's worse things in life than having to man the fuck up and raise the kids that you squirted into somebody. 
Um, especially I don't get, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody, I guess here's what only stupid people are breeding because they don't think about these things. It's like the movie Idiocracy. Smart people, they want to have the circumstances right to have a kid. Sure, and they might have one and then, you know, have another one when it can, whatever. Stupid people are just fucking and reproducing. So that's kind of my concern. But I think it's hilarious that you got these companies now, like Amazon will pay for their employees to go get abortions. Um, instead of paying their employees livable wages to where they wouldn't have to be concerned about needing an abortion, they're trying to act all woke and all progressive, saying, no, we're looking out for women's rights. Well, it's like, why don't you pay women enough money to where they would feel more inclined to actually have a child and maybe give them parental leave? Like, oh, no, just go abort your fucking kids. You can come back and strut around this warehouse with your fucking death womb. Instead, they want to act like great grandiose people and then, you know, say they're sticking for women's rights. Like, no, you're just trying to save money on paternity leave, which is just going to give the very bare minimum mandated by the government. You know, people are going to get, people are going to get knocked up in Amazon warehouses just to like get two weeks off and be able to take bathroom breaks when they feel like it. You know what I'm saying? These fucking corporations, dude, I hate them. And it's such a misconception that Republicans are like the big evil corporate entities because all the corporations, if you have any sort of conservative values, you get fired from a big corporation. So, and all these corporations, if you go and follow the money, you go Google it right now. Look at uh, which corporations have donated to what political parties. It's swap, dude. It's like how after the Civil War, how uh, like Abraham Lincoln was a Republican Damn Yanks were the Republicans. Then after the war, shit swapped because of, you know, financial turmoil and shit like that. So then the down south racists became the Republicans. But now we're back at a time where uh, it's just big money. With big money, there's big fuckery. And the Democrats, they try to play this holier than thou thing, but they got the corporations in their pockets. And um, yeah, dude. I just, I hate them. I hate these big corporations. My goal is to never have to work for one ever again. So tell somebody about dear right here and then uh, buy my little book when it comes out, dude. Buy my little book and uh, don't ask me for advice on how to write a book because uh, shout out to Jordan West, dude. If you haven't, um, wait, I'm going to plug, I'm going to, I'm going to plug my homegirl. This book is the shit. Go read it. This is, uh, she was, it's called All Men Are Assholes and All Women Are Crazy by Jordan West. Uh, she's the one person that I've been able to reach out to about writing my book who uh, has helped me out with, uh, you know, just stuff because it's just a lot. It's so confusing, bro. I've done a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of creative endeavors, but writing a book has definitely been the hardest one. And there's no like real clear answers on, um, well, I guess once, once you do it, then you look back, it makes sense. But just diving into it, it's, it's, it's very overwhelming. And, um, but yeah, shout out to Jordan, man. She, uh, has been very helpful, but I only reach out. I never reached out to her before I had a rough draft or anything in place. I was like, okay, well I know I need to write something. So I wrote a bunch of shit and then I started reaching out to her about questions that I absolutely cannot get a straight answer from the internet. Because uh, it drives me nuts. Like, it's not like I don't want to help people, but when people reach out to me about, you know, podcast related stuff or something, it's like, okay, well, have you even started yet? Do you have anything? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Just like completely spell it out for you? Like, people will help you as much as you help yourself. It's, I think this is another Chris Rock analogy, or maybe I'm tripping. Um, 
It's basically if, if you're if you see somebody on the side of the road trying to change their tire and they're struggling or trying to push their car, you'll pull over and help them. But if somebody's just standing there waiting on somebody to save them, you're like, well, fuck this person. It's not my problem. It's the same thing with creative stuff, dude. Like if you're going to ask somebody for help or advice on something like that, at least have a rough draft of whatever it is that you are trying to create. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. And speaking of creating uh, the goat swamp G has dropped a new album. I forget what it's called. It is called. Let's see. God, look at me just showing all the love. See, this is what life's about, bro. You just got to show love. This has been another one of my. Uh, this has been another one of my breakthroughs where. This is um, the universe working through me and telling me the best thing I can do is try to help other people. And. Let me. What the hell's this album called? Uh, sorry, Swamp G. Show more, dude. I'm I'm Swamp G record label Condo Boys. Is this I think the album is just called Swamp G. I think it's a self-titled album. Album Swamp G. Yeah, it's cool. Swamp G has an album called Swamp G. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. And he produced all the beats. Swamp G's the goat. Um, and uh, disclaimer, Swamp G I, it has none of the same political view. Everything I'm saying, I know I push Swamp G hard. That's just because I'm a fan, okay? Swamp G and I have no political association or anything like that. But anyways, um, I appreciate y'all motherfuckers tuning in. Uh, this song is called Country Bumpkin, and it's by Swamp G. And uh, please tell somebody about the podcast. And I appreciate everybody. I really do from the bottom of my heart, man. I, I appreciate y'all, especially if anybody's been here from the very, very beginning. We've gone through some some ebbs and flows and some uh, some reassessments of tangs. And yeah, dude, y'all the shit. And I appreciate you. Go and do something nice for somebody today. Keep it base. And uh, I love y'all. Peace out. Rain in Texas, Sapphire Bill. Fuck y'all bitches, that's how I felt. Social media was pissing me the fuck off. Sometimes you just gotta log the fuck off. Forgot how cool I was without the instant validation. To be a happy loner, something I've gotten to be okay with. Attention span back, Swanji back in nature, now my girl calling.
see a buck, 12 points on his antlers Pretty bitch like me, I understand him He probably got a badass dope and a lot of deer money I feel at peace lately, I appreciate me And if you were to squint at a picture of Cal Smith, you see me vaguely I got a dope ass hairline, gotta love yourself I'm sure as hell trying Young Swan G got bread like Miss Baird's Used to feed the sheep Bread for Miss Baird's Y'all may not get it, but she understands She calling again Oh,